Hey guys. And um, he's going to tell us just a little bit. And one of the main things I would, let's hear a little bit about him, where he comes from, what he's doing, and then the importance of staying at home with his kids. Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm Kyle Stewart. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm i a stay-at-home dad. Um, it really was never in the, the plan, though, like <laughs> as I'm growing up, going to school, doing all my stuff, thinking like I'm going to be a stay-at-home dad. I would have never imagined it. Um, if you're a stay-at-home parent, you know what I'm talking about. It gets kind of crazy mm-hmm. um, at home. It is definitely a job. It is definitely a lot of work. Um, but yeah, kind of how we got started with it was, um, like I said, not planned. Uh, me and my wife um, got married. We dated for six years, I think. We met in oh, middle wow. school. Um, and then we got married in college. And so she's two years older than me, so... Um, oh, an older woman. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so she was actually teaching when I was still finishing school, like when we got married. And so um, three months into getting married, uh, we got pregnant. Not planned. Um, we tried to prevent it. <laughs> Birth control does not work. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, but I was still in my master's when she had our first son. Oh, wow. And so I was doing full-time online and had a part-time job and she was working full-time in the school and so that's kind of how it got started um with me being a stay-at-home dad okay how hard was that for you to make that decision you know i it was it it was a really difficult decision because there's there is a big stigma around guys staying home with their kids yeah it's just not what people have done before it's just out of the ordinary and so for a lot of people, it was like, wait, really? Like, your wife's going to be paying the bills? I still brought in <laughs> plenty of the money, but isn't that the goal? Isn't that yeah. awesome when your wife can make more than you and you just kind of compete for the top notch? <laughs> that did not happen in our case. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it was kind of taboo for a lot of people, but it helped that I was still, like, finishing school and and stuff like that. But me and my wife, really, the the thing behind it is – that even before my wife and I got married is we decided that if we were going to have kids, we wanted to be the ones to raise them. Right. So we didn't want like um, daycare or my wife's a school teacher, but we don't even know if we want our kids in like public education because it really is like teachers are doing a lot of the influencing and a lot of the raising in school. I mean, they spend what, seven, eight hours a day with your kids and you get them when they're waking up in the morning and you get them at the worst hours of the evening when they're tired and it's time to go to bed. Right. And so we wanted to do that. And so when we started, when we had our son, it was kind of just made sense for me to be the one to do that while she worked. Um, and it's just kind of 
gone from there. The only place where my daughter yeah. was a teacher, and then they decided, she got married, and decided to start her family. Well, when they did, then um, being at home, she's sitting at home now. She mm-hmm. was thinking just like yeah. She's thinking about homeschooling. So yeah. I think it's it a, is. The, the world is a very crazy place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And I know we can't shelter them from everything, but can teach them yeah a lot more virtue and, and right from wrong and especially in those formative years yes. like those early years where they can't really determine for themselves what is truth and what is not what is right what is wrong yep. it's like if you want your kids to be raised a certain way you kind of got to be the one to do it i agree i do agree so tell me how was it for you guys in the pandemic <laughs> so the pandemic was interesting um I was actually um, looking for another um, position, mm-hmm. um, like a, another part-time position. And so we had actually, I was about to be hired somewhere. And so we had um, dropped the lease on our apartment and we were moved in with my wife's parents. for. It was just supposed to be like a month in between the month and getting this new job in a house. Mm-hmm. And the pandemic hit right when our lease was up and like right when we had moved into her parents' house and it was like the job didn't work out. Everything uh. kind of crumbled. So it was a total mess. So we ended up staying with my in-laws um, for a full year in the middle of the pandemic, which turned out to be a blessing because right. at the early COVID, everyone was stuck inside and bored and lonely. And so you kind of get it like, a community as annoying as it is living with right. in-laws okay. it's still so my son lived with us so did my daughter <laughs> but it's i mean it's true. yeah it's just I, it's yeah. just it's just different and so uh, but it, it made it nice because during covid you know you had family there you could go outside in the backyard exactly and it's not just you and your spouse i don't think spouses are meant to spend 24 hours together no, they're not. not to make a marriage work no no <laughs> and so having some other people in the house kind of offers different conversations and different but see that's, different things that's, that's god's plan yeah for if sure that happen and you were going to do something for so sure to be home was like oh we don't have a place to live exactly so yeah. and living with your parents is always financially smart for a short period of time you get to save yes put a big down payment on a house <laughs> i mean it works <laughs> yeah okay so um wondering out of being home all this time what are your obstacles what is so what are things that you have you know to deal with like doing because you have another job yeah um we'll talk about that in a little bit and we have two yeah <laughs> so um what's the biggest obstacle you know having these babies because you had two two sons correct yes i have i have a three-year-old and a seven-month-old yeah. right now um yeah and i have a i have a few businesses and then a, a separate job and um it's just timing you know like if we're if we made the conscious decision that we are going to be the ones to raise our kid, that also means that we're not going to let Coco Melon and Mickey Mouse raise our kids. As easy as that is, and as much as the kids love to just watch TV, it's just trading one for another. Right. Like if we're going to let the TV raise our kids, then might as well put them in daycare and I can work on a lot more stuff and be more productive, <laughs> right? And so it's just timing. It's being able to time like, spending that quality time while maintaining a household, right. a career, uh, businesses, 
it's a lot. It's a lot to juggle with. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is how we raise our kids. Because I know a lot of people, you know, when you get to the end of your life, you're not going to think like, you know, I should have put in some more hours at work or I should have grew that business bigger. But you're right in that family unit. Exactly. And because dads usually are at work. Yeah. So you're making an impact. For sure. Which is so good because dads usually, not all dads, but dads usually aren't home. Yeah. And so I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. I'm glad I found you because I think a lot more people do need to try to stay home if it's possible or if they want to. Now, next question. Are there any regrets? So there's always those bad days that you're like, (laughs) what am I doing? Like, what in the world have I got myself into? Because I also am not, before our sons were born, I wasn't like a kid person. Like, I didn't change a diaper before my my son. Like, none of that stuff happened. And so I'm still, like, new to this potty training and, um, you know, like, disciplining and making a kid eat. And, you know, stuff like that. Just the day-to-day raising yeah. a kid. Like, it's all new to me. And so, um, yeah, on those hard days, it's like, what and, are we doing? And as many have said, one of the hardest jobs in the world will be a stay-at-home parent. Yeah, and I not think people realize how hard it is because I think that when I was at home with my kids and my daughter, people think you're literally watching TV. Yeah, the kids are watching TV, and it's not that way. At all. No, not, no, not if you are trying to be the parent to raise them, yeah. as you said. So yeah, so okay, so let me see. Now tell me about your businesses. So we. Um, breed teacup Yorkies. So we have like a dog breeding business. Um, I actually bred miniature dachshunds when I was in high school and college and it paid for my college education. Um, you know, it's really good. If, you know, sometimes dog breeders have stigmas on them. Um, and rightfully so, you know, some of them mistreat animals and are just like bad people. Right. Right. <laughs> but if you do it right and, and you raise like good pets that produce good pets for other families, mm-hmm. it really, it really is something cool that you're able to bless people with. Oh, um, and so our, our Yorkie business has kind of exploded and it's kind of like just, it's a lot. It's, um, it's probably our, it is the breadwinning money of the family right oh, now. Really? Wow. Yeah. And so we have, uh, we have six females and one male. Um, they don't all live with us. Um, it, we have kind of a cool method of doing this. We we look for someone that's wanting a dog, wanting a family pet, and we buy the family pet for them, and then we breed that dog a few times to our male. Um, they raise the dogs, and we sell the puppies and give them a kickback. And oh, so, wow. so it's not like a kennel at all where we have right. like six dogs and five kids yeah. and this and, I'm and that. See you on the news and like I know him exactly, no. <laughs> exactly. That's how you get diseases and all kinds of stuff. Um, and so that's that's what we do. And we're opening a snow cone business. I'm like so a, excited about that. Yeah, it's gonna be really cool. It's like a gourmet snow cone shop with all kinds of candies and stuff coming out of them. And it's gonna be really cool. Okay, so do you want to reveal where you live so people will know? Yeah, we we're right outside Dallas, um, right here in Texas. So are you and going so, to be able to like rent? Like, are you going to have like a food truck with? It's gonna it's going to be like a food truck. Um, we're going to start with a few just at local pools and stuff, and then 
Um, we have a bunch of teenagers that are eager to get to work. Oh, and that's so, awesome. Yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. It'll provide a good monthly income and, you know, that's jobs great. for the community and all that stuff. Okay, so here is a big surprise that I'm going to to let the listeners know. You're amazed by him already staying at home, working uh, two businesses, but he does something even better than all that. Well, I can't say better, <laughs> but pretty close to better. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kyle is a... I'm a pastor. Drum roll. He's a, <laughs> a drum roll. He's a pastor. Sorry about that. No, you're drink of water, and I'm like, drum roll. <laughs> So tell us, how did you get involved in becoming a pastor other than God guiding you there? But yeah. Tell me, because you're so young, and that to me is amazing. I mean, yeah, how so, long have you been doing it? I want to know from the very beginning. Okay, I'll, I'll start at the beginning. Yeah, that. so in high school, well, I grew up in church. I was raised in church. Um, and so I've always been kind of a, around the church culture and everything. Um, but when I left for school, I really felt like God laying on my heart like, you know, serve me, um, do ministry, but I really didn't want to. I was super interested in politics and, um, you know, I have an entrepreneurial mind. So it's like, mm-hmm. let's make some money. Let's do yeah. that kind of thing. And so I went and ran a few political campaigns right out of high school. Um, one here in, um, Kaufman County and then one in Denton. So I, I went up to Denton to the university of North Texas and I studied political science for a little while um, but in the middle of doing all those campaigns and debates and stuff for these people, I would spend like days just knocking on doors, thousands of doors, talking about this guy who's going to change the world and he's going to do all this stuff and it's going to, you got to vote for him and, you know, all of those things. And at the end of the day, uh, we all know politics. All that is just like hopes and dreams and a lot of it's just the candidate just is trying to get power and money and whatever else. Yeah. And so as I'm knocking on doors and going with these debates, promoting this guy, I'm very convicted. Like this guy's not going to change anything. He's not going to change the world. (laughs) I mean, like it, he has no power. It's no, he's nothing different than just an ordinary guy. And God really convicted me. And so I quit the, I quit those campaigns. I dropped out of school um, enrolled in seminary and then started in ministry from there. My parents were super upset. Oh no! They couldn't believe that I had dropped out of my major. I lo- and those the campaigns I was working for were like, I didn't realize how much money was in politics till I got into it. Um, but right out of high school, I mean, I was making tons of money doing these campaigns, and my parents were like, "You are crazy! Like, you're going into be a pastor. You're going to be poor. You're going to be, you know." <laughs> All the stuff that comes with pastoring. And so um, I went to the church that I grew up in, um, who I was I was still going to. I told them, like, I'm, I feel like I'm called to ministry. And they let me start serving on staff. And I served at that church for five years. Um, and then two years ago, I left that church and um, became a church planter. And so now I plant churches in areas that don't have a ton of churches. Um, so that is, I mean, I know what it is. Okay, everybody yeah. what that is and how that works. And... Yeah, so um, right now in America as a whole and in Texas, there's more churches closing every year than opening. Yeah, it's the it, the last couple of years has been the first time, I believe, don't quote me on this, okay. but in our history, 
in in our country's history that more churches are dying than opening because people are are just leaving the faith people are just of of all faiths people are just well we see it on the news everyone kind of does what they want they make um everyone decides what their own truth is um and because if you pick your own truth you no longer believe in a truth um the truth of scripture and so people are leaving the church in droves and so uh, in Texas as well, churches are closing left and right, and no one's planting churches, starting new ones. And so all while Texas is booming with growth. Right. So if anything, there should be like an abundance of more churches being added to Texas, not being taken away. Mm-hmm. And so with the growth, churches are dying, less people are getting into church, less people are being reached, um, less gospel is being shared, um, less people's lives are being uh, saved. And so... The idea of church planning is going into a community um, that doesn't have a ton of churches and starting a new church, um, not a new belief system, not a new teaching, just a new group of people teaching the truth of Scripture. And so God called us uh, specifically to Forney um, to plant a church out here on the north side of Forney. Now, how does your wife, how did she feel about all this? Like, what did she... <laughs> So yeah, I mean, like with all the businesses and all the, just the craziness and being a pastor is pretty crazy. Like it's a 24 hour job. There is never a day off holidays. You're not, I mean, like people are always, um, needing, needing you. Yeah. And so that's part of the job. And so, but so is parenting. Parenting Mm -hmm. is a 24 hour job. So is running a business. If you run your own business, you understand it's not a 40-hour go home and you're done. It's a constant job. So all the stuff that we do is all the time. Teaching even, my wife, uh, it's not a when the bell rings bell to bell. It's before the bell and it's weekends, it's evenings, it's all the time. And so, um, I mean, she... She has her thoughts about it. I have my thoughts about it. You know, it's well, it's I mean, it's a rough life. But I mean, if yeah. you think of what you're, everyone is putting their time into something, mm-hmm. right? So even if you're putting your time into a nine to five, you're coming home and you're putting your time into something, whether that's Netflix, whether that's just going to bed early, we're all putting our time into something. So it's like, we're just choosing to put our time into to things that right. we feel have eternal value. Now, do you have so, a, 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 a big youth, or do you have teenagers coming? We do, yeah. So, so, so our church is like a year and a half old. We just planted it. Um, we're starting to work on our second church plant that we'll be launching next year. Um, yeah, it's really cool. And so we have about 70 people, including kids, on a, on a Sunday morning. That's great. And so we have community groups all throughout the week. We have four community groups right now. Um, the youth meet at our house. We have about 15 teenagers that come over and hang out and um we put them we do missions around the community um a lot of churches moving into the future are going to have to realize that we have to move beyond the walls of the church Mm -hmm. beyond a sunday morning and so like one of our steps that we're doing is um, not every sunday we meet in the building some sundays we don't have a worship service or preaching we go out and do service projects in the community oh, that's awesome. and, and worship Jesus that way. And so um, over the next years, we'll see the morphing of 
the church, those who are willing to change up a little bit Mm -hmm. and serve Jesus, the same God, just in different ways, um, are the churches that are going to survive. I think it's great. I mean, like I said, you're pretty amazing for your age. (laughs) Do you mind if I tell them how old you are? Go go for it. He's not in his 30s, folks. He's only 26. (laughs) (laughs) That is insane. I think you're a blessing to so many. Um, Well, I appreciate that. And I, I can't thank you enough for being here and sharing everything that you have. And yeah. You need to tell the dads they need to stay home. Yeah. I, well, I, I will say something. I think that a lot of the problems in our society do have to do with the lack of dads and men in, in family. Like, even if you're not a dad that stays home, not every family right. is able to do I that. Do and that's okay. Um, but, you know, the typical, like, I don't know if it's 50s dad or whenever right. it is on TV where, you know, the dad comes home from a long day at work. He sits in his recliner he has his meal fed to him. He watches TV until it's time to go to bed. And never really pays attention to his wife and his kids. I feel like that is an extreme version of what still happens today. Like, the dad comes in, even though he is tired from working all day. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, I agree. I mean, if, right. if we're going to have kids, we have to step up and be dads. Because we see it all over the world. The lack of, of men in the household being willing to give their time and attention um there's big consequences to that and so people are going to have kids be present you know be there even if it's not 24 hours a day oh they can't see me so yeah if you're a dad listening i i would say let's let's step it up i mean we have people's our kids lives are on the line I mean, their future is on the line. And it's so, so important, I think, you know, because a lot of people have their kids' involvement in so many activities, which yeah. is great, but I think both parents need to be there or take turns. For sure. Because I I even remember when my kids were growing up, they both played soccer, and a lot of parents, not, okay, if you're out there listening, it was a long time ago, but they would just <laughs> drop the kids off. Yeah. And, it's, yeah. you know, I was the person that was over there at lunch. But <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and uh, listen, there is... There's nothing more attractive to a wife, very few things more attractive to a wife than a husband that is attentive to the babies. No, like true. if you're looking Did to you hear that, man? if you're looking <laughs> to spice up the love life, spend some time with your kids. Your wife will love it. I mean, come I on. Appreciate it so much. Exactly. So oh. yeah, there's well, a lot of benefits. Kyle, thank you so much for being here, and I hope all of you appreciate all that I have gotten from him today and as i like to always say have a great evening a great day tomorrow love your family and go find your blessings thanks for listening